Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Sam North, the Trading School lead here in the UK and back by popular demand. I'm joined today by Josh Gilbert, our market analyst out in Australia. Thanks for joining, Josh. Hi Sam, yeah, great to be back. Looking forward to this one today. Yep, should be good. Good to have you on again. So, following on from a very eventful week last week, I'm sure the listeners will be eager to hear how uh, what, what three topics we're going to cover. But I thought we could add another dimension to the podcast today having recently found out that you're a goalkeeper i'm expecting you to have pretty fast reactions so we can kick off pun intended football uh with a quick word association game and then we can finish the podcast uh answering some questions which have been sent in by our listeners how does that sound Sounds good. Yeah, I think you've put me on the spot a little bit there with the, uh, the old word association, Sam, but I don't mind a challenge and hopefully I can show off my reaction skills at the same time. So, um, But yeah, yeah, like you say, it's been, it's been an interesting week once again. Um, you know, we're looking at the, the crypto market this morning. Um, see a red, really. Um, you know, I think we mentioned Elon Musk's name on the podcast, probably the most out of anyone, but we'll, uh, we'll need to talk about him and crypto again, as I mentioned. So, that will be an interesting interesting one. So we'll cover crypto. We also chatted last week in regards to you know, diversification as well. And, and we've got some big retail earnings coming through this week. We've already had a, a few overnight um, that I think we should definitely touch on, especially for those investors looking outside of tech at the moment. Um, we've also got a few IPOs coming through this week, um, which would be pretty nice to mention. We've also seen, you know, the Coinbase, Roblox, names like that IPO so far this year. Uh, they've obviously had a difficult time since listing. So it'll be good to cover um, a couple of IPOs and, and to keep them um, on, on the radar. So the three t- topics for the week will be yeah, retail, early, retail earnings, um, Elon Musk and crypto and some IPOs as well. Super. I'm looking forward to it. Um, are you looking forward to the word association game? Are you ready? Are the gloves on? No more than five seconds per answer, please. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get stuck in. Gloves are on. Gloves yeah, let's are go. Let's rock and roll. Okay, we'll go for just a few to, to warm us up and we'll continue it next week. But number one, Federal Reserve raising interest rates. Tech sell-off. Ooh, I like it. Earning season. Upside surprises and strong year-over-year growth. That's been good, to be fair. Uh, Elon Musk. Wow. I definitely needs a social media manager. He does. He absolutely <laughs> does. Um, S&P 500. Strong start year to date. Are we going to see a third year of gains? Watch that one closely. I think yes, is my opinion. But, of course, trade what you see. Uh, next up. Kathy Wood. Wow. Uh, under pressure, um, strong-minded, and I'll throw innovative in there as well. Oh, I like it. I like it. Definitely under pressure. Uh, as yeah. I was saying last week with, with Twitter, Twitter loves uh, a Kathy Wood <laughs> headline. Okay, to, to finish it up, everyone's favourite subject, uh, Dogecoin. 
I'll say his name again, Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to feature heavily in this podcast and future ones uh, as well. So, yeah, no, good good answers all within the five seconds. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's crack on with the first topic. We, we spoke about a few names reporting earnings last week. What are you watching this week? Yeah, so as you say, we, we, uh, we're sort of looking at a couple of names in, in the retail sector this week. We've had a few that have already sort of come out and that sort of then leads us on to sort of that diversification, which has sort of been a key for, for the podcast over the last couple of weeks, um, especially with that sort of tech broad sell-off that we're sort of really seeing. Um, and that's why retail is in the spotlight this week. Um, we've already seen Macy's, Walmart and Ho- Home Depot. Uh, they all beat expectations uh, last night with Walmart raising its full year guidance as well. So, you know, we're seeing some strong numbers there from the retail sector. We've still got a few other names to watch this week. So investors should be keeping an eye on Target and Lowe's. Uh, They'll be reporting um, tonight, so Wednesday. uh, And with Ralph Lauren, we'll be reporting on Thursday evening uh, as well when the US market closes. Um, I think out of those names, you'd be looking at Target. I think that's one that's particularly in focus. There have been some some big, big earning whispers over the last week with Target. We've had Deutsche Bank naming Target as a top idea. Uh, so, you know, that's always one to, to keep an eye on when those analysts are talking. Uh, and UBS are also predicting a huge earnings beat. Um, so the, the reason sort of you know, put put sort of simply is that, you know, Target are likely to benefit from that increase in the consumer spending that we've seen. Uh, and of course, um, on the back of the stimulus packages coming through, they're likely to sort of reap the rewards of that. Um, it's share price so far, done really well so far year to date. It's up about 18%. Um, you know, I think we could see, see this continue to climb with a, with a strong earnings beat um, and especially a positive outlook for the rest of the year, you know, similar to that that sort of Walmart did provide. So I think what's probably key to know is that, you know, investors at the moment, you know, are pretty tentative to explore, uh, you know, other sectors. It is critical, though, at the moment that portfolios you know, are diversified. You know, I think more than ever, we are seeing that, especially today with that crypto sell-off. Um, again, tech rebounded slightly last night, but still seeing some some names drop over there. Um, look, financials, energies, you know, they've done really, really well this year. So I think investors are looking at that and sort of saying, well, you know, you know, it's, I've already missed the boat, you know, it's already up. I don't, you know, how am I going to diversify from that? But the key thing to remember is that these sectors have been pretty much beaten down for years now. Um, you know, there's not a lot of interest, <laughs> you know, over the last few years, we said last week, mum and dad stocks, but we're seeing them sort of, you know, have that resurgence. Um, and this reflationary environment that we are sort of witnessing increasingly favors those cyclical sectors rather than tech, meaning that there could be, you know, further downside yet to come from this tech sector. Um, you know, on the sort of the word association there, we did talk about Fed, the Fed and and, you know, sort of rising rates and things like that. And I do still think that there are, um, is a little bit further to go with tech. Um, and obviously, as I say, we've spoken a lot about tech selling off recently. And at the same time, although I do think there probably is a little bit further to go, um, there will be opportunities that arise from this. Um, so there's going to be some really, you know, strong names out there that have sold off and and will look like they're trading at a discounted value, you know, especially when we look at the names from, you know, Amazon, Alphabet, et cetera, that produce some some huge earnings reports once again, um, you know, take a step back and, you know, at some point there will be an opportunity there for investors. Yeah, completely agree. And and I've, I've got a few 
tech names on my radar that I've marked prices up lower down to, to be alerted on. I, I think you're right. I think if there is a continued sell-off in tech, it does provide potentially a great opportunity for investors to at least have a look at anyway. Uh, moving on from the retail earnings, let's head over to the crypto world. Do you feel like we, we jinxed the market last week? I know we talked about potential reasons for let's just call it a correction um and how that could happen do you feel like we are to blame josh and sam are to blame for the crypto down move <laughs> i think we must be sam yeah ever since we we sort of spoke about that sell-off it only seems to have gone down so uh, the listeners won't be too happy with us but yeah i think uh you know i think elon tweeted actually the next morning after we did the podcast which was uh which was uh, quite funny because we actually said he might be a factor of actually sending the price down uh one of the catalysts i think we mentioned but yeah look bitcoin I think it's down like 30% actually since we last did the podcast, which is uh, pretty interesting. But look, I think the key thing to know here is I don't actually mind corrections, um, especially in, in, in crypto. I think it's healthy for any market. Uh, we can't expect the crypto market to, to keep going up. Um, you know, we're seeing that sell off now with tech. Uh, markets will correct at some point. If the market in crypto kept going up, then we'd be trading in a bubble, you know, the whole time and people would just be sat there sort of waiting. So, you know, we're seeing that this is, you know, some people are embracing it and we're seeing investors panic sell at the same time. Uh, but for me, the fundamentals for crypto are stronger than ever, um, especially on that fundamental side. But, you know, you know, from your side, Sam, you're probably more of a, a technical guy. Um, you can probably give us a bit more insight in terms of the, the charts to have a look into crypto, really. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right. And actually, do you know what? I do agree with the fundamentals are, are strong at the moment. Technically, um, we're what we down today, nearly nine percent in in Bitcoin. That that forty six handle went forty six thousand went, uh, and when that did, we broke, we retested it, we continued to sell off down to the next support point, down at forty one thousand. It's not looking good right now, and I'm just having a look at this on on the daily chart. And um, guys, feel free to to head over to my Twitter later, S North nineteen. I'll put some of these charts up on there with some levels marked up. But if this low, current low of the day, which is around sort of 38,700, doesn't hold, I feel we can drift down to 35,000 in Bitcoin. And, and that would be, for me, like a really key area where we could find some serious support. On Ethereum, which is down 15%, there's a trend channel that I've had drawn on, which started really in the, the first month of the year. That has been retested, having already broken out, of course, back in April, end of April. That's been retested now. And, and along with sort of, what's that, 2,800, you'd feel this is a very key support point. Next below, two uh, and a half thousand. I think that would be almost in correlation with Bitcoin coming down to towards thirty five thousand levels, where sellers might start to take profit, but also those bulls will really want to defend. If they don't hold, well, that correction may come just uh, a bit more violent, violently. Um, most of uh, the crypto market, as you mentioned, has has sold off. Um, with with ADA Cardano actually gaining fourteen percent in the last seven days, what are your thoughts on um, on Cardano? Yeah, look, I think Cardano has you know has got similar capabilities to Ethereum, which you were sort of mentioning there. Um, we obviously talked quite a lot about Ethereum last week. Um, it's still going through sort of that tech update in itself. They're sort of soon to be launching the, the Alonzo update, which will provide it with smart contract uh, capabilities. 
um, similar to, to Ethereum. It did have a sort of a Shelly upgrade last year, which transitioned the crypto towards a proof of stake network, uh, which actually led the price much higher throughout the year. Obviously, I think it drove from you know, close to about five cents upwards to, I think it closed to about a dollar seventy uh, the end of end of play this year, uh, last year in twenty twenty. Uh, but yeah, really, really strong um, moves from from ADA. And I think when we look at Ethereum and ADA, I think they both have the potential to to actually be uh, be bigger than Bitcoin, especially in regards to their ecosystems. Uh, they're less energy in, intensive, which is really key to note given the recent discussions around Bitcoin's energy consumption, um, especially now with sort of Tesla, you know, pulling the plug on accepting it because of exactly that. So I think that those two names are, are quite key. And especially, as I say, with those ecosystems, um, the, the energy factor, you know, it will definitely be challenging uh, Bitcoin. So that will be a key one for investors to watch. And lastly, with ADA, they are working with a lot of um, sort of, poorer countries, um, unbanked regions of the world. And they're doing a lot of work in places like Africa, um, which I think is fantastic. They're trying to develop the, the financial services um, in places where they don't quite have it, which is always positive. And it's always great to, to actually create, get some sort of good stories out of crypto um, because you know often we do see a lot of bad press. So um, things like that don't get reported too often. So I wanted to sort of really put that one in there. Absolutely. And completely right. It's a, it's a great story and it's really interesting to see how that develops both on the Ethereum and, and Cardano side over the coming weeks, months and year, I guess. Um, okay, awesome. Last but by no means least on our docket today is IPOs. I believe we have two this week, one actually later today, I believe, um, which are also to be listed on our eToro platform. Can you tell our listeners a bit more about each one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've seen a huge number of IPOs really over the last six to nine months, which is probably the key thing to start with. Uh, lots of big names. Um, but yeah, a couple of interesting names coming up this week. The first is, is Squarespace. Uh, they'll be coming, I think, as you say, to market tonight. Um, and the second is is Oatly, uh, which goes to market on the on the 20th. So yeah, we'll start with Squarespace. They're actually a, a US-based uh website building and, and hosting company. Um, they are basically helping get businesses online, which at the moment throughout 2020 has obviously been you know, pretty relevant as we all sort of move to that digital world. The key thing to know, I think, with something like Squarespace is there are still hundreds of businesses yet to actually have that presence online, although I think we think a lot of businesses are all online. I still think there's a huge part of the world that, that isn't, and, and Squarespace is really helping with this. And we can sort of expect that the offering is only going to sort of ramp up demand over the next few years, which obviously will be one to, to certainly watch closely. So, you know, definitely one to add to the watch list because I think, you know, more we will see these offerings from website builders that will then allow people to then build, um, you know, checkout integrations, things like Square and PayPal, and it will just become, um, you know, just sort of one area. And I think it will be much easier for businesses. So Squarespace, uh, you know, nice one to watch. And yeah, that'll be coming to market tonight. Um, and the second one, Oatly, um, they're a, a Swedish brand, uh, which offers uh, famously known for its oat milk, um, as you as you can probably go by the name. Um, I think looking at oat milk, a good comparison would be to look at something like Beyond Meat, um, obviously from the alternative food market, which went public in, in 2019. 
Uh, Oatly will actually be coming in there about 25 times aside of Beyond Meat's de- debut. Um, they had a, uh, you know, it was pretty interesting actually Beyond Meat when they went live on the market. There was a lot of interest around it. Um, and quickly after they did go public, they actually received, a, I think, a new deal with with McDonald's, um, which gained a lot of, lot of traction. But yeah, Oatly are looking to reduce the number of greenhouse gas emissions produced when making cow's milk um, and it will also then reduce the energy consumption so we're coming back to that sort of same conversation Um, and the reason that we're having that conversation is because um, investors have a much higher social conscience i think than we've ever seen before and a stock like this will be a big hit with with ethical investors um you know because of what it can offer and you know really looking at it it will go in is definitely the the best stock to ipo this year in terms of esg rating um and it might even go up there as one of the best stocks for esg ratings as well so definitely a good one to look at for um for for investors um on the ethical side uh, in terms of fundamentals looking at oatly they enjoyed a, a pretty strong 2020 and, and the reason i'm going to talk about these numbers um is key and i'll get to that but they reported a, a revenue of 420 million in 2020 which was an increase of 106 percent um above the company's revenues of uh, 204 million the year prior. So as I said, the reason I'm mentioning that and the reason why it's key is we've got to remember that in 2020, um, we had a pandemic which had a huge uh, effect on the retail sector. Um, you know, pretty much all stocks across that retail sector uh, you know, plummeted um, and, you know, any sort of retail stock that you know were, were selling products things like that we, you know they, they did struggle again even though we saw supermarkets wiped out um you know and cleaned out with panic buying a lot of these you know sort of retailers did struggle so to grow the revenue as much as they did over that time is very very impressive um last thing to note though is that they still aren't profitable um so one for investors to watch but maybe we can expect to to see some profits in the near future um because that's exactly what beyond meat did came in unprofitable and have managed to turn um turn profits uh this year so definitely an interesting one to watch yeah good points i'm definitely gonna keep an eye on that um my general rule for trading post IPO is to give it a few months just to let the volatility settle down for a fair price to be reached and then sort of go from from there. Speaking of some of the IPOs that have uh, come out this year, how have they performed recently? I mean, our listeners will be familiar with both Deliveroo and and Coinbase. How have, uh, how have they got on in the last sort of few weeks of trading, few months of trading? Yeah, look, I mean, both have, have had a tough start to their journeys as public companies. Um, yeah, I think Deliveroo gained a lot of media attention, um, speculation quite early on that the share price pretty much tumbled, um, you know, pretty heavily uh, in the first few weeks of trading. Uh, so that was definitely in the limelight. Um, again, that sort of came off the back of DoorDash's IPO in the US. DoorDash's IPO actually went pretty well uh, they were up about 40 percent on on the first day of trade whereas delivery had the sort of the opposite effect so i think in the same sense i agree with you that you know sort of just standing back having a little look at, at where you know it trades for a few months sort of just letting the stock find its feet a little bit um, i think that's quite key and yeah coinbase of course as well that's really felt that full effect of the tech sell-off i think it's probably been a little bit unfortunate um at the same time because we're actually um you know they've come in at, at a prime time for crypto but also i think especially with both of these stocks they came in with very high valuations 
Coinbase especially, um, we've seen some bigger, you know, insider selling. They came as a direct listing, which means they had no lockup period. Um, and yeah, we saw, I think the CFO actually sold 100% of his shares, you know, the next day, which, you know, look, from our standpoint, you know, they've worked hard to get to where they are. So, you know, the, he's obviously um, wanting to, to reap the rewards of that, but that's obviously going to shake retail investors if a, if a CFO is, is dumping his shares, uh, you know, a couple of days after the IPO. And again, something like Coinbase will be interesting to watch, especially with the, the sell-off. Um, you know, because will we see more people actually going to Coinbase now to to start purchasing the dip, or will it be the opposite that people are, are sort of moving away? So yeah, that will be an interesting one to to watch. And of course, um, the other two IPOs coming through, um, you know, definitely ones to to keep an eye on because there's some really nice names there for obvious reasons. So cool. Well, let's uh, let's review those those next week to see how they've they've got on. Obviously, it'll be early days, and if the last few IPOs have shown us anything, the the price may well be pretty volatile uh, to, to wrap up this week uh, i thought it'd be good to answer some questions that got sent in to me uh, via my instagram you know, apart from when is dogecoin going to the moon why do you support arsenal and why can't timo Werner hit the target there have been some pretty good questions so we'll we'll run through my three favorite questions uh, and yeah relatively quick answers are you ready for yeah. reaction skills still intact yeah, let's go for it. I think you're a, you're a social butterfly, Sam. Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. I know. It's bad. <laughs> anyway, no, let's let's uh, get into it. Let's, let's get into it. Absolutely. Okay. Number one, is Elon Musk deliberately manipulating markets? For me, I don't think so. I just think he's impulsive. Um, look, I think he needs to be careful. Um, and as I say, I think he needs a social media manager, but I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah, he, does need, he does need a social media manager. I completely agree with that. I actually did a poll on my Instagram. Most people thought he was manipulating, but I am with you. I'm with you for the same points. Number two, uh, when do we think, so we can both give an answer on this, when do we think mm. the Fed will start tapering? Yeah, good question. Um, look, Jerome Powell has obviously said that it's not time to talk about tapering um, until at least January 2022. But I think maybe they'll be forced to make a decision sooner. I wouldn't want to put a time frame on it, but we've obviously got the Fed minutes, I think, come out tonight in the US. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. But I think it will be before 2022, if I'm honest. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree. I agree. Back end of this year, I think it starts to happen. Um, going to be an interesting summer, interesting period to see um, how the world opens up and, and the spending habits and, and whatnot and does that force the Fed's hand. But listen, it's going to be an interesting time for Fed decisions. Uh, number three, I like this question. Um, good one that was sent in. What three characteristics make a good investor or trader? Yeah, great question. Um, for me, I think the first one you've got to go to is, is patience. You know, I think it's always important to make sure you don't want to become rich overnight. Actually saying that, I think everyone wants to become rich overnight. <laughs> yeah. but I think it's uh, I think it's probably key to note that you're probably not going to be rich overnight. Um, that would be nice, as I say. Yeah, but I think, you know, just having that little bit of patience, um, you know, just, just building a time frame, you know, set those goals, uh, that's key. Uh, hard work. Um, you know, the reason I say hard work is because there is a lot of research and analysis that can come with it. 
Um, there are ways that you can simplify ETFs, you know, copying traders, for example, on eToro. Um, but I think it's it's always key to know that there is going to be, you know, some research and analysis, especially if you want to get the best out of investing. Um, so don't shy away from that, um, especially if you've got an interest there. Um, and also, I'd probably say, you know, you've got to be, you know, pretty strong-minded. You know, we're seeing at the moment that there are there's a, there's a lot of red across the markets. You're not always going to pick winners but it's about how you sort of pick the next stock, um, you know, after a few losses, that's what's can sort of really set you apart. You know, don't let those losses sort of stay with you, um, you know, sort of get yourself back up again and, and you know, do the research, do the analysis and, and sort of get back on the, get back on the road again. Um, so, yeah, I think those three are, are you know, pretty keen, um, you know, as I say, research analysis all sort of ties into that. So. Love it. What an answer and what a podcast. A really good one. I hope uh, the listeners enjoyed that. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can learn more about the markets by visiting our eToro trading school. We will be back next week for the next episode. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you again soon. But thanks again. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.